Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website, www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You'll find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now, here's today's episode. Let's get started. My name is Adam Homie. I am your host. I am once again honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Here at the Business Creators Radio Show, we take you to those places where you have those mastermind meetings and aha moments that can change your trajectory or at least bring you a little bit closer to serving from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. We don't have some $25,000 Hollywood quality studio. In fact, I'm sitting out here on my balcony here in Las Vegas, Nevada, known to some as the hottest city in America, enjoying a hot late summer day. And we are going to be discussing a topic that I think a lot of our audience is very excited about, uh, regardless of what economy we're in. It's about how to push buttons and find profits. Ooh, well, what does this mean? What does it Take mean? Your, you know, well, hold on. I'm gonna. I'll, I, I, I know you're, you're gonna chomp into bed. It's like uh, you know. It's like uh, you know. Can I kiss the groom? Right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> so what if finding profit? to 2x or 10x your business only a few clicks away. Our guest, who I'm about to tell you about, shares how your next business decision is waiting for you and your customer and prospect data. With a single dashboard, she's helping clients click on their marketing channels in a blink. What's working? What client campaigns are leaking money? And which efforts are secretly bringing in the most profits? So we're going to discover about how you can leverage your data and see what's ahead long before your competitors and how to Tweak your metrics just a little bit so you can create your best year yet. Our guest is Nicole Schmid, and she is the founder of Smart Cookie Media. She's a four-time entrepreneur who understands what it means to have a few balls in the air. She's a mom uh, and the creator of a podcast, The Serial Entrepreneur Show. And I don't mean serial as in C-E-R-E-A-L. I mean serial as in killing it over and over and over again. Nicole interviews entrepreneurs and experts on how to find success even when you have competing priorities. Through end-to-end podcast production workshops and VIP day marketing services, her team creates results in as little as a day. So basically, within that bio, we found out that to a degree, Nicole is a direct competitor of mine. And this is why you all want to host your own podcast, because it allows you to have these types of conversations without brand interference or loyalty questions. So if you're thinking about hosting a podcast, do it. I have a podcast. Nicole has a podcast. And it's because we're podcast hosts with our unique new media portals that we can connect in ways that are otherwise unavailable to the general market. That's a button you can push and find profits. And with that, Nicole Schmid, come on in. Weather's fine. <laughs> Thanks, Adam, for having me. I wish I was with you today outside Chicago. It's not quite as nice. Yeah, well, I uh, I kind of channeled my inner Bob Barker there, uh, m- manufacturing uh, the edits of that bio there. So I read off the official version. And what we like to do here is uh, 
that official version was so impressive. I'm not even sure I'm worthy to be in your presence. And this is my show. So <laughs> what we want to do is we want to raise the impression level even higher and have you tell us in your own words a bit about your journey and what's brought you to where you are today, serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking. So I grew up as a contractor's kid, an entrepreneur's daughter, and uh, a family, 11 aunts and uncles, uh -huh. and many of them owned their own thing. And so in my family, whether you were at a pool party with aunts and uncles, or you were out with cousins that may have been older than you, or I was with my parents who who even divorced and ended up having their own thing as well, there was always a conversation around business, around making money, about making a deal. And I joke that it was kind of like other people's horse breeding, like you were you were likely going to be in this world. And those in the family that weren't, they now instead, I say, own their classrooms because a lot of them have become teachers and professors. And so mm -hmm. this world of entrepreneurship and cracking the code, finding the profit has been, um, ha has been something I've just lived and breathed since I was about eight, nine years old and loved it. Couldn't get enough. Wow. That's, that's great to have that foundation. See, I, um, had an entrepreneurial interest from childhood myself and even in college when I was supposed to be like studying for exams and writing term papers I was on the early like the 1990s version of the internet figuring out or at least trying to figure out e-commerce because I wanted to get into some sort of business selling custom auto sound parts for competition car stereos uh, I mean I was looking at this stuff and it was really in intriguing me. It was another five years before uh, the entrepreneurial bug bit hard enough that I went for it. But the seeds were there because there was just something in my mind that told me that, yeah, I'm going to college here. And uh, and at the time, I thought I was going to be a lawyer. But, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't, there's something about this. I just don't see myself going to an office every day. I don't see myself following a path, but I don't know how to define that yet. So mm -hmm. part of my mission in life is to help people understand that there are questions that they can be asking. Because many times we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what questions to ask. We don't even know the questions are available to ask. And what you had going for you is you had those conversations around you very early on. Uh, when I was about nine years old, I was getting lectures about how I should get involved in the stock market and and save fifteen percent or whatever. And uh, meanwhile, I'm just thinking, you know, I want to go buy, I want to go buy nice clothes. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Now, now don't let me fool you though. Just because you're around those conversations doesn't mean the opposite doesn't happen. There oh, was yeah. plenty, there was plenty of, you're going to go to school, right? Like you're not going to do what we're doing, right? This is hard. This is hard work. And there was, we, I was an eighties kid, right? So we were broke most of the time. I mean, oh, yeah. It was a challenge and it was a struggle and, you know, marketing was flyers and a door and yard signs and a hope and a prayer that a hailstorm came through. So it was not, um, it's not, it, it's not as glamorous as it sounds. At least the conversations were there. So you're right. I did get to know there were some questions to be had, but man, my dad still was like, you're going to go to school, right? Get a corner office somewhere. Go do that. That's easy. And it's not, it's not that easy. Oh yeah. 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 And, and, and easy is a relative term. Um, yes. yeah, I got, uh, I, yeah, I, I got the, the, the same, the same thing, you know, all that, you know, that traditional stuff again, just really doesn't interest me. And mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs, I mean, you were around the entrepreneurs, so you heard, the stories both of how fun and exciting it was and you also knew the journeys i mean and even entrepreneurs who are highly successful deal with this crap all the time um i mean just the other day i was down the, down a lounge where i hang out sometimes and use as an office and uh and i was speaking with somebody a guy who owns a 10 million dollar company and he told me that just last month the day before 
direct deposits was supposed to go into his employees' accounts that uh, his bank account was three hundred and eighty thousand dollars short, and he had to come up oh. with four hundred grand that day. Mm. I mean, Ouch. he did it, but the thing is, this is a prosperous, successful business. But yet, yeah. cash flow is weird like that. I found that sometimes uh, I can go from having fifteen thousand dollars to five dollars in my checking account, and I wonder what the hell happened. <laughs> and, yes. and, and 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 this is the part, and this is the part that they don't that they don't often tell you in mm -hmm. entrepreneur school, uh, which takes the form of seminars and things like that. And this is what your um, relatives may or may not have warned you about is, you know, it's, uh, you know, you go to a job, uh, you know, you know that paycheck's going to be there every two weeks. And the part of the conversation they don't tell you is because you don't see what your employer goes through to make sure the check clears. Right, right. Yeah. So true, so true. Yeah, mm-hmm. So let's dive in here. Um, I know you're going to tell us a bit about an application you have, which is which is great. But first of all, um, let's uh, you know let's lay some groundwork here that I think will help inform this. And one of the things that we deal with, uh, you know, you are my direct competitor here. I have my program is called Launch Your Podcast Fast. Now, how the hell do you do it in 14 days? Because I haven't found that magic grill yet. <laughs> Oh, it takes it takes some effort. We we've managed to do it for just a just a small handful, but that's about yeah. it. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So so you so you know the 14 days is um is relative. Um now in my experience, and, and I say this with love for all my clients, because they're all fantastic people. Uh I mean the mechanics of it can be set up in less than 14 days. Yeah. Now our now our process is an entire branding exercise. Uh, where actually does involve creating a brand for the podcast. The podcast gets its own website for a combination of branding and search engine purposes. There's training uh, available to the guests on hosting strategies. There's a whole process we use for getting episodes together, having them do interviews so that we create a splash on launch day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of that can be established in a lot less than 14 days. Challenge is getting the episodes done. Uh, because if you're filming them yourself, you know how it is, uh, you know how it is when it's time to hit record after you finally cleaned your house. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yes. and, 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 and if you decide to take the interview format, which I think is a lot faster, at least for starting out, well, you got to get those people scheduled. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, so yeah. it's, re so it's relative, but what okay. I do want to point out is it looks like you and I both have processes for getting it done quickly. So um, I know you're not going to spill all your guts to your competitor, but tell us a bit about your magic. I'd be happy to tell you anything. I've open book. That's what it, that's what it means to be on a show, right? Yeah. So um, I think like you, Adam, I believe that money loves speed, right? And yeah. time is money. So if we can provide something and start helping our clients get quick wins, and that's whether we're dealing in marketing services or putting out a dashboard together, uh, money loves speed. And if we can get them those answers faster, can show them those quick wins sooner. Um, number one, there's now this tether, right? We've helped them win. We, we've uh -huh. become their guide and their story and they're the hero. So, uh, so I believe that to be true. I also find that when I can be nimble as a mom, <laughs> it just serves mm -hmm. my calendar better. Um, some of the ideas I've come up with about speed all happened because I, I had a three-year-old while I was very pregnant in the middle of COVID and, uh, right in the middle of all of that, you know, my, my husband starts working from home. We have no childcare. It was, it was a wild time. And I thought, 
you know, I was working breakneck speed uh, in one case for a candidate for Congress. And I thought I can't do that anymore. I can't go shake hands and uh, kiss babies with him. Oh, oh, you were in you were in the political world. I'm actually trying to get into it. I'm not going to share any details here. I'm not running for office, but um, I am exploring some I am I am exploring some options, uh, getting involved potentially with uh, with a PAC or a super PAC. I have some things that I'm incredible have going on in the background, but I'm not going to say a damn word about it to anybody. (laughs) Okay, that's good. That's good. When you're ready. If you ever want to ch- chat shop off off the record, uh, I'm here. Yeah, to, I'm here I, 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 I will be hit, I will be hitting you up for uh, uh, if I make it work. I am going to be hitting you up for a contribution um, for the candidate uh, who chooses me, uh, whether you like them or not. You bet. You bet. Yeah. You bet. You let me know. <laughs> you let me know. Um, yeah. So I just I just thought like how can we break a lot of things down and and that's really what it came down to was how could I do that in in a completely changed world and environment and so I thought well we're just going to start to whittle away at the pieces that we can we can do and it it always came back to data for me that if I could yeah. prove a few things through the data for a client that I'm working with, then I know that they can have repeatable success, right? I know that it's going to win long-term for them. And by long-term, you know, that could be an ad campaign that I know will last six, 10, 18 months. And uh, and if I can give that to somebody, then by golly, I was going to do it. And and that's what we've done over Uh over the last three, four years. Yeah. And I find that uh, templatization as much as possible is the way to go. Uh, My podcast, yeah, Launch Your Podcast Fast has been around for almost three years officially, although I've been doing that work for five years at this point. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we discovered about a year and a half ago is from our original package from the pilot program, it included a whole bunch of stuff that our clients didn't really care about. Mm -hmm. And it also didn't feature some things that our clients did care about. So, and this is interesting. Check this out. We actually were able to lower the price significantly by taking away stuff that wasn't having any impact whatsoever. The pieces, that, the pieces that we added in were so easy to do that it didn't replace the cost factor. And then we found this one thing that maybe 10% of the clients really cared about and set it aside as an upsell. And that oh, one thing, that, and that one thing is, um, I mean, you know, I'll tell you, I mean, because I share this in my marketing, so I don't mind telling you, all of our websites are uh, designed using the Avada theme, and we use the classic template simply because we have our own customized wireframe from it that we can just yank in, uh, mm-hmm. change the colors and such, and drop in the text, and it fits perfectly. And it also has the correct sizes for the hero images and yeah. the uh, and the sidebar ads and everything else. Uh, If they want to look at one of the other hundred layouts that Avada offers, they have to use Avada if they work with us. But that theme comes with like 100 pre-built websites. If they want one of the hundred pre-builds and then we customize it, well, that's just another $3,000 because now we cannot import our wireframe. We have to build all of this stuff manually. And each one of these hundred pre-builds has idiosyncrasies that we need to uh, discover on a one-time basis. So right. what I did is, you know, n- most of the clients were like, you know, whatever, uh, you you know what you're doing. Build me a website that works. Like, cool, we got the plan, we'll do it. But for mm-hmm. the ones who really want to tinker, we make it available, we just set it aside. So I think part of this has to do with how you position things. So, you know, you, you know, start a launching podcast in 14 days or less. Um, how you can, and this is another question we have for you, the whole thing about day rates and things like that. You uh, creating a set it and forget it plan to stand out online, which is really one of the things that your, the, your service, the smart cookie does. And uh, it's just a matter of 
I mean, you can do market research, avatar developments until the cows come home and then go back out in the field. But you're really not going to get this learning until you book some damn clients, get them to pay you and do the thing for them and then get their feedback on it. Yeah, so true. So true. So I started focusing on high-end portrait or luxury photographers uh-huh. all across the country, a little bit of Canada and some in Australia too. And uh-huh. that's just it. I just had to pay attention to really one avatar all across these markets. So as uh-huh. long as I could drill in and understand them and find the data sets that would prove that they that their clients are like other clients, which are like other clients all across these markets, we could show up and you know double double their revenue in just a matter of months, 90 you know, 90 days. Uh, yeah. We've had, you know, really, really big successes from people that were stuck and struggling with, you know, a tr- um, we do day rates. So I would call, you know, the, one client I'm thinking of her last um, agency she's working with was more traditional, right? They, they just kept adding campaigns month after month, but they weren't adding revenue. And so she just was stuck and we were able to, to help her break through in just a matter of months and double. And then she's done it again and she's on her way to do it again. Yeah. What value do you place on simplicity? Oh, it's the utmost. I mean, without it, yeah, without it, we can't, we can't get much done. If we have to constantly have complex things. I, one of my, one of our first podcast launches that we just had, he was like, wait, so we're going to batch record. And I I was like, yeah, he's like, so like, this is like batch producing. And I was like, yeah, putting this in a batch process. He was like, wait, Mm -hmm. this is so smart. And this is somebody who I think is brilliant. He's in the financial sector, uh, super smart, right? And his right, multimillionaire. And here, you know, something that you and I value of like batch production, yeah. he was blown away by. And I was like, yeah, man, this is how we're going to get through it in 14 days. <laughs> this is how it's going to happen right. because without it, uh, we're not going to, we're not going to get there. And so simplicity has to be at the core. We have to constantly keep just pulling away at that onion layer to get, to get where we need to simply. Yeah. Why well, I, I have a solution for uh, podcasters, for existing podcasters who want to basically just record episodes and do the fun stuff that really matters to them. And it's called Post Your Podcast Fast. Uh, if you if you visit the website for it, uh, you'll see that um, it describes an extremely simple process. And then it invites you not to just, you know, not to pay for it, but rather to fill out a brief inquiry and then schedule a brief call with me because we understand every single one of these is different. Now, what, regardless, and I, and I actually brought on a new client for this just today, right before we start our conversation. And uh, thank you. And, um, mm-hmm. and one thing that you know, holds true, regardless of whether they want the most basic version of just put my podcast up, make sure it goes out to the syndication networks and uh, tell my guests it's live and to promote it. Uh, that's the most basic version to a version uh, that's a bit more sophisticated and complex like the one uh, with the new client we have coming on. Batching is the way to go. And you know, and you know this the kinesthetically, if you are given a podcast recording, with uh, with the notes from the episode to create the posting, uh, to do the editing, to get it published on the platforms, and to get the guests to promote and everything else, that when you do the kinesthetics of opening files and doing processes, it actually only takes a few minutes to do four than it does to take one. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's why that's why we push on to batch processing. And if they want to do onesie twosies, we charge more. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love yeah. that. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, because I, I do, I do for both my podcasts, I do them in batches, and uh, you know that is just 
the way to go. I mean, as I see it, mm-hmm. as a, a, if you record an episode, you don't want the guests waiting six months for it to go out. But two right. weeks, but two to three weeks is reasonable. Right. So if I you're agree. so if you're doing them all on the same day or within the same few days each month, as long as they see it live within 30 days, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot better than a lot of shows do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It reminds me, I mean, my dad owned a roofing business growing up uh-huh. and and to do a complete tear off and reshingle it would often happen in the same day. Occasionally, uh-huh. if there was a really, really large project, you know, multiple uh, townhomes or something, it would take longer. But usually it, they would just plan this the crew, enough guys out there to get it done in a day. Whereas if there was a repair, somebody just wanted a small repair or they want, he would, he would, I don't know if it was double, it might've been four times the price Uh because the effort to get the one or two guys out there to them to lose their entire day, they're not going to be on a large job. It just wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the same, right? Like it's it's kind of the same thing that if you're not going to get to do the big thing, um, doing, Doing the little thing is just going to take just as much time, just as much effort and the same ladder, the same truck, a couple guys. It's uh-huh. just not, it's just not the same. Yeah. And if I'm a day laborer, I want to get a full day's worth of labor and a full day's worth of pay. I don't want to yeah. be doing a yep. one and a half hour job that then yeah. cuts me off from being able to take on an eight hour job. Absolutely. I'm yeah. gonna, and, and, and if I'm given that choice every single time, I'm going for the eight hour job, one trip, yeah. one full day, one full paycheck. Right. Absolutely. And that yeah. was the only way that he could make sure his guys would want to go out to those jobs was like, okay, guys, yeah. you're going to see the double or the, or the four times that we're charging them because, and because those also came back with headaches, right? So this is uh-huh. a roofing business. So if you were going to repair, say a skylight or a chimney, you didn't want to warranty it because it could leak as well. So, you know, yeah. those were good examples of, of later on in life for me with, uh, with pricing. Right. So with all, so with all this stuff, you and I are discussing simplicity, but, uh, there is this shiny object syndrome that, uh, flashes out there. Um, what are, what are your tips and tactics for managing that? So I think, um, I think a little bit of it is embrace it. I think sometimes we hear shiny object syndrome out there and it sounds so negative. It sounds like those of us that, that may get caught by something shiny or a squirrel that, uh, there's something wrong with us that, you know, Oh, well stay focused. We hear, you know, oh, if you could just, you know, stay in your lane, if you could just continue that work is, is either, I'd have to say that actually the voices I hear myself say to myself, sometimes I go, just stay, just stay focused. Nobody, nobody would be brave enough to really utter those words out loud maybe, but I think Mm -hmm. we hear it as a whole, Oh, you got to be consistent on this. You got to do this or that. Whereas I think that those of us who are entrepreneurs that are creators, I already heard you um, talk about, you know, college days for you, that you were thinking about this other thing while you were pursuing um, undergrad and then, you know, thinking about law school. Yeah. we often are trying to make those choices a lot. So shiny object, I think instead embrace it. I think you said a great word. You said, how do you manage it? I think that's exactly what you do is you manage it. You jot those ideas down. Since recording our show, this year entrepreneur show, we have interviewed people with one business to four businesses or multiple product lines to, you know, they just keep uh, doing another startup and making a move and they manage it because sometimes their best, most brilliant idea happens over lunch and they run with it and it Uh felt like a whim, but they now, uh, you know, have now dominated that space and they've created their blue ocean. Right. And so I really think it is about embracing it and, you know, just noticing, okay, is this a distraction because I want to procrastinate? Or is, is this a, is this real? Is there something that I should pursue here? Because I've been trying to get on this path for a while. I've been trying to figure out, should I leave college and law school for this e-commerce thing, for this digital marketing thing that's pulling at me. And I think it's when we just keep pursuing that. Now I'm not saying, you know, going wildly off a tangent and losing your revenue, but I think when we can manage that and embrace that, we can understand that that's just how we're wired, that we are wired to see opportunities. 
I couldn't agree more. And uh, what I'd also like to add is, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, I asked you about your thoughts about simplicity. And with one of my with one of my consulting clients this morning, uh, you know, he has this new promotion going on, this new lead generation for one of his businesses. He has two businesses under two different names to two different markets. When I mean mm-hmm. two different names, he himself has two different names. That's how far we go with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, with one, uh, the best way to describe what's, hap- what's happening with him lately is he's been handed a tray full of 1849 California soil, and now it's time to shake it and get the nuggets. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, and, absolutely. Uh, and uh, you know, and that triggered the inevitable conversation of, well, we've done the first part of it, so what do we do next? How do we add on to this? And I just, I just paused and I said, think about the 15 years we've worked together, and during our time together, you've also worked with other consultants, you've worked with other marketing firms, and uh, and different people have given you different ideas, and you've tried a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, have you noticed that the ones who tell you to do the simplest damn thing (laughs) are the ones that make you the money. And have you also noticed that they tend to be the people that I recommend to you? (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, I love that. Adam, how do you, so if I may, may I ask you a question? Oh, you're allowed. How how do you, (laughs) this time? Okay, great. How do I, how can I show you off for just a second? Because I think, I think there's something there I'd love to learn from you. How do you, I think you did it really boldly with him right there, but you mentioned 15 years. How do you handle or approach those that you've shared with them the right steps, the next steps, what you see and what you know from your experiences to be true for them? And they don't, they don't take that advice. They don't run with it. But what, what's your method of, of, of working through that and, and helping them to, you know, I, I know that we all like to try to get more clear. Were we clear enough? Tell me yeah. an experience like that for you. Well, uh, let me let me give you an example, and it's actually from the same client. And uh, you know what? I'm going to out him because I'm going to give him a shout out. Um, okay. His his name is Paul Ross. Uh, he's the author of Subtle Words to Sell, and he's the creator of Invisible Influence. So uh, he and I have a he and I have a running joke that uh, I may recommend something that he do, that him to do something. He'll just absolutely refuse to do it. Doesn't even want to hear it. And then randomly. Like maybe it's six months later, sometimes it's two years later. He comes back to me with, he say, hey, 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 you got five minutes for me? Now, he's one of my top clients. So he's one of the ones that has the privileges that he can go on Skype at any time and say, yo, got a sec? And if yes. I got the sec, he's got the sec, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got this thing I want to run by you. Like, okay, hang on. Let me get the headphones. Um, <laughs> I say, all right, calling now. Ring, 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 ring. All right. Uh, we spend five minutes showing each other our cats because we're both allurophiles, and then, <laughs> and then, um, as you can as you can see, um, yes. as you can see, I'm a pretty zany guy to work with, and <laughs> and, and and what's uh, and then he'll tell me this idea that you know we got to do immediately. Why didn't I think of this before? And I'll think to myself, yeah, this is the thing I busted my ass trying to get you to do. But uh, so what? So what I'll say is. You know, that's a that's a really brilliant idea that you came up with completely on your own. I, I, I can't believe I never thought of that. Oh, my gosh. That's been my my same my same line to people so many times as I've said, that's a great idea. I'm so glad I gave it to you. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, and, so, yeah. and so and so the point. Be, and so the point being is people are ready when they're ready. And right. you've got to you've got to find them where they are now. And maybe they're just not there now. I deal with this a lot with clients um, who know that launching a podcast is a great idea, but they're just not there now. Right. Uh, right. Sometimes mm-hmm. you sometimes you just have to continue the friendship, continue the conversations, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Just make sure that they don't forget that you're the podcasting person, so right. that uh, so that one day you're not hearing on Facebook uh, their announcement that they just launched a podcast, and you're thinking, "What the hell? You right. said you were going to work with me." <laughs> yes. yes, right, yes. Because yeah, no, I've, I've had that happen to me, and it was oh. my fault because I didn't follow up. Oh no, no, no! So I've no. learned. I've learned. Uh, <laughs> I've learned. Be friends with people, and and they're good people. And, yes, and, and, and who knows, maybe you end up doing something else. Maybe you of become course. their client. And, and mm-hmm. if, they, if they can do something great for you, that's a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that's a beautiful example. Thanks for sharing with me. I recently yeah. it discovered and I just heard it in your story, the first story before you outed Paul. Hey, Paul. Um, <laughs> I about maybe it's been a little over a year now, but it dawned on me so many times that that would happen. I'd have that experience and I would think, am, am I not being clear with people? Do, do they not see the value? And then it dawned on me somewhere this year. Oh, it's because folks like us who stay really close to market often are first adopters, right? Yeah. And if we're first adopters, we can see the, the bridges out or, hey, it's clear to go. Now you can go. And others can't always see it if they're not the same, either close to market or they're not um, they're not a first adopter. They might need to be someone that takes some time or hear an echo from somewhere else before they they take action. And so I just I just had to hear Correct. how that goes for you. Correct. Yeah. So when they're hearing the echoes from other places, you yeah. want them to remember they heard it from you. first. Yes. Yes. Right. right. So there so there, yes. so there there is that. So to so to finish this. um what got Paul excited about doing podcasts all of a sudden, you know, like I'd never mentioned it before was um, the opportunity to um, grow his business around sales training and to connect with people who, uh, who uh, are in that industry and to form alliances, partnerships, and also to interview prospective clients on the show, which is one of the top strategies we teach and launch yeah. your podcast fast is interview your prospective clients. Mm-hmm. So he launched a podcast and it's a wonderful podcast. It's called the influencers edge. It's basically an ongoing seminar on sales excellence. Now, Paul for 40 years has worked with neurolinguistic programming or NLP. So picture yourself hosting a podcast on sales training and influence. You're an NLP master and among your first 10 guests are Dr. Richard Bandler and Chase Hughes. Wow. Wow. Incredible. And imagine yourself being just the average person wanting to connect with Richard Bandler or Chase Hughes and not having anything to offer them in the form of, hey, I'll give you some free publicity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That wow. is that that is yeah. if there's any reason to launch a podcast. And I imagine you tell your clients this as well. It's the opportunity to interview people who you're not going to reach if you blast their DMs with copy pasta or try to get them to hop on a Zoom real quick or, hey, can I pick your brain? Right. And I have an article out about this. It's called uh, Candidly Launch Your Podcast and Get Free Business Coaching. So mm-hmm. all that stuff do you want to pick somebody's brain on? Well, yeah. never ask them if they can pick their brain. Mm-hmm. Ask them if they want to be on your podcast. Louder and, and for when, people and, in the back, louder. Yeah, Don't and, say yeah, pick and, the brain. And yeah, you know what the best part is is when you have them on the podcast, you can ask them those same questions, and they'll as likely spill their guts. The reason being is you're giving them a platform. Right. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's 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 the same conversation as the pick your brain conversation, but yep. context and format are the difference. Oh, I love it. And you then when you so add, well. and then when you add reciprocity to it. Hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. So, uh, so now what I want to do here is, believe it or not, we're two thirds of the way through this already. Holy moly, moly, moly! So, uh, 
I know you wanted to actually speak a little bit about smart cookie, and I said that uh, I would be happy to assist you with that. So uh, tell us, um, first of all, what inspired smart cookie and tell us what it is. Yes. So Smart Cookie Media was inspired over lunch. It was one of those ideas on a whim, believe it or not. Just like I talked about, I try to pull those ideas out of others. Um, I really, I, I walked away from two corporate jobs. Actually, I was ousted out, fired two different times. One had a small little itty bitty severance and the next one had a much longer runway. And I thought, why do I keep putting off what I know I'm going to do? Congratulations, and, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I was toasting off, off a Wacker Drive in Chicago the same day. And uh, just so thrilled. My team was crying, but I was thrilled. Uh, Enterprise car was rented and it was packed up. I had already been packing for weeks in hopes of just figuring it out, you know, just being brave enough to leave on my own, but wasn't. And, um, and I thought, well, what is the thing that I love the most? My, you know, growing up in Chicagoland, I loved watching Michael Jordan. And my dad would always say, Nicole, you just find something that you would do for free, just like Michael would. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that man would do it for free if he'd still play ball, but I get it. I got the message. And I said, it's to support an entrepreneur. It's what I was doing with my parents growing up. I love supporting them. Uh, it's what I went to school for. It, it, I just love supporting an entrepreneur, a small business and seeing them grow. I don't know if you are on the Enneagram scale, what number you might be, but I'm a three. So if I can hit my number and I can help you hit yours, even yours, Adam, uh-huh. you're, you keep saying we're competitors, but even yours, like it's just so thrilling for me to be able to help someone reach the number that they're looking for. And, and so that's how smart cookie was born was, you know what? I love supporting business owners and, uh, I had already owned a business or two already and thought, why don't I just do this on steroids and, and just take care of people's marketing. And so that's how it began was all digital marketing is what I was doing in the corporate world running teams. And I thought, we'll just bring that, uh, to a section of humans instead. And so ran after that. The podcast came to be because I just kept having these conversations over and over again with people, but I, I thought that we needed a platform. I thought that we were all wasting our time if we weren't sharing the wisdom with somebody else. And so that's how that happened. But in in time, um, I really just kept thinking back to how frustrating, uh, it was for my family, my parents, you know, their marketing compared to today, you know, it just was a matter of 10 years later. And all of a sudden there was this thing called social media. And then there were insights and there were data points. And instead of relying on a flyer or a good salesman or two, um, now you could just follow the data your, your clients, your audience could give you clues on what they want to know more about and learn about. And yeah, it took a few more years before ads came around, but um, just so much targeting as opposed to just hoping, hope in a prayer. And I thought that's what I want to help people do is find, find the things that resonate without them having to guess. And, and so, yeah, so that, that's what I started to do was just to really hone in on how can I give clients data points that will prove their marketing will work so they can set it and forget it. So they don't have to feel like they're constantly, um, what'd you say? Copy pasta, <laughs> all the places that yeah. they can really just, you know, just really hone in on their message and it be as unique as them, but, um, as consistent as they really want as a, that water faucet that they can turn on and off when, you know, when they want more leads, more prospects, more sales, or when they want to turn it down. Cause they're going to Ireland for the month, for example. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And, and what I meant by pop, poppy pasta is, um, you know, you're on social media as am I, and, uh, you know, you probably get a lot of friend requests and, uh, you, yes. you don't know who the person is, but you look at them and you say, Oh, they look entrepreneurial and they might be worth a conversation. And there's like 83 mutual connections or mutual yes. friends or whatever. So you know what? I'll click accept. I'm going to give them a chance. 
And then yeah. nine seconds later, your <laughs> inbox lights up and it's this long spew yes. about, uh, about something they do. It's like, uh, yeah. you know, like, you know, like, you know how many times I, I, uh, accept friend requests or connection requests and they ask me, do you have a podcast? <laughs> and, this, and, and this, and this also happens a lot with, uh, colleagues of mine who are, um, who are book coaches or ghostwriters, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. they'll, you know, they'll, they'll get a question like, have you ever considered writing a book? <laughs> oh man, friends. I know. Yeah. I, I see it the same. I do. I do. Yeah. 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 The, the, mm-hmm. fu- the funny, the funniest is when I uh, first connected with, with Larry Wingett, uh, who was one of the early guests on this show that we're on right now. Um, he was doing a lot of live streams at the time. So I started becoming a, a habitual attender. And uh, mm-hmm. he said that his biggest pet peeve was when, uh, I mean, because, you know, he tends to be pretty open as far as accepting connect- connection requests on LinkedIn. Um, he loves to mm-hmm. connect with people on LinkedIn because, you know, if you're connecting with them out of the blue, he hopes it's a business conversation. And he said that the most annoying thing is when people would come to him and say, hey, uh, I noticed you have a bunch of books. Have you ever considered doing audiobooks when he has them? So, you know what I, so you know, so you know what I did yeah. is, I, is I went to LinkedIn, I sent him a connection request, and I said, Larry, I promise you this. When you accept my request, I will never ask you if you've ever considered doing audiobooks. In fact, I won't mention the word audiobooks. Even if we're discussing one of your audiobooks, I won't use the word. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, uh, he, and he accepted and replied with like 20 laugh emojis. Yes. See, that's right. Good connection. I love that. Yeah, so a piece of this also, and I think this is important, is uh, just getting to know a person a little bit. And social media gives us the ability to, I mean, we hear the term photo stalking, for instance, which is actually um, almost a term of endearment. It's just the idea that you're checking the person out and seeing what some of their interests are to find points in common. Mm -hmm. And social media gives us the ability to do that. I mean, uh, you know, there's no creep factor whatsoever. It's just a matter of this is what they put out. This is what they share themselves, their avatar. And it's there. It's them doing an attraction strategy because they want to attract more people. So they want you to see it. Uh, believe me, people who don't want their stuff online are not putting it on social media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if right, you see, maybe. so if you see it, it's fair game. Um, you know, I find, I, you know, I, I um, I've discovered, I've discovered this a lot. Um, like, uh, like if I'm uh, meeting a woman for the first time and we're having a first date or what have you, and I, you know, I'll, I'll check her out online first of all to make sure she is who she says she is, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. and second, just to see if there are little cultural references or things we have in common that I can just casually bring up in conversation without saying. I saw on your Facebook that you like three <laughs> doors down. You don't do that. But, uh, but like, for example, but like, for example, if I, if I happen to pick up that she likes family guy, for instance, somewhere in that first date conversation, I'm saying giggity. Mm, so funny. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Sounds like second date. Just saying, Adam, sounds like a second date. Well, okay. I, I will, I will take that under, I will take that under, <laughs> under advisement. So, um, So smart cookie does what exactly? Is this like a tracking system or what does it do? Uh, So we provide marketing services and dashboard services. So we will, um, yeah, so kind of like a tracking system, but it's a dashboard. So just the same way that we, you know, drive a vehicle or, or hope that someone else that's driving can glance down and see, you know, 
how much gas is left in the tank? How much farther can we get there? You know, those cash flow issues that, um, you know, usually our sweet spot is somewhere close to, uh, or over half a million to a million is usually the sweet spot where people need to start seeing this information sooner. Uh, cash flow issues rise up profits. We can find out where something is leaking right away. If there's a vendor you're working with, maybe with Google ads, for example, and you, and you're not really sure the reports that they keep sending over and they seem to show them off, but somehow your bank account isn't, isn't improving or at least not the way that you'd like. And so, so we create a real-time dashboard to the extent that the software they're using is something we can work with in real time. And we compile it all together and we use Clipfolio. Uh, we will use a couple others if need be, but we like Clipfolio because uh -huh. of the access it gives us to so many integrations. And we can help um, these million-dollar companies really find what's working and truly scale, right? So everyone wants to talk about scaling, but everyone, no one wants to talk about, you have to have that path to cash, that nice conversion method that's just mm -hmm. working that you can now, um, now you can scale it. And so we try to make sure that everybody understands these, you know, key 10 or 15 metrics. And so their entire team is on board. Morale improves, profits improve, and growth becomes so much easier. Yeah. And I, I and, and so what basically what it does, it gives you the ability to fact check in a way. So yeah. you can see from your own perspective, and it's also the ability to get the metrics you actually need. I mean, I think about back in the days when I used to own a web development firm and uh, the clients say, uh, did you install Google Analytics? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, can you make me a report? Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you need to know? I need to know everything. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. Okay but, okay, but what are you working on right mm -hmm. now? Because under, understanding... Um, cost per acquisition is not going to matter when you're trying to figure out how to get 10% of your people to opt in through your landing page. Uh, preach. You, right? you got to, you got you got to, you got to take it one piece at a time. It's a right. similar to the, you know, the conversation I had with the client this morning is, uh, is, you know, obviously he wants to build some levels of sophistication and auto magic to mm -hmm. what he's doing with his new initiative. But, mm -hmm. uh, but I said, uh, let, you know, let's start with the simple stuff. We got this thing working this is the ship you've been waiting to have come in this is beautiful so yeah. let's let's look at what can we do right now that capitalizes and expands upon what's working now yeah before and, we get in before, so before, long... before we get into multivariate funnels and right. and uh and esoteric strategies or what have you if uh if you're getting 40 percent open rates on your emails well, what does that tell you? Send more emails. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Absolutely. Well, and for so long, small businesses haven't had access to this. And by small yeah. businesses, I mean even itty bitty tiny, right? Solopreneurs, uh -huh. but but also, you know, up to up to 500 employees. They, we haven't had access to that. Certainly my my parents didn't have access to that. My husband works, um, he was working internationally for a while, but he works for uh, in the healthcare sector. And, you know, they have, they have deep pockets for all of these large data platforms that they can see all uh -huh. the dashboards they possibly can. But small business owners like me and like you, we haven't had access to these things yet. We are, we are weaving our own data sources behind the scenes of our social media, of our Google Analytics, um, yeah. of you know, of if you're using QuickBooks or any or zero, whatever software you're using to manage money and finances, and then you know, don't forget Stripe and PayPal. And we're not seeing them all integrate in one place until now, and we're really excited to to be able to give that to people so that they can make decisions in a blink. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, and also thinking about what is the real goal. Now, we're both in the podcasting business. So one thing I think you and I both hear from our clients a lot is the phrase podcast monetization, which is something that uh, people who are interested in programming and podcasting are trained to repeat to make sure it's there. But, <laughs> yes. what, is, but, what, but what does that really mean? And uh, what I discovered is that 
you have to think about what is the big monetization goal. So for most of our clients is they want to they want to interview the people who they want to have become their clients or the people who can introduce them to the next clients and their idea of monetization closing high ticket deals, um, mm-hmm. establishing influence, establishing dominance in the industry so as to raise their perception of cachet, which allows them to raise their rates. So, right. I mean, that, I mean, so that, so that is actually measurable. Now, right. sadly, I see folks who get obsessed with clicks and downloads. Now I'm not putting down clicks and downloads because if you're looking for example to get a like a mass network syndication deal or you're looking to get a tv show or something like that or you're seeking funding for the 10-part series you plan to film and put on streaming media uh that you know that does kind of matter because they want to see a bit about audience performance however uh you know i've seen statistics for podcasts and all these podcasts you know of that are like really huge and industry dominant Mm-hmm. And yet, like, basically nobody's listening or downloading. Mm. It's funny because yeah. that's not what's driving the success of the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. What is pushing the success of the show is its notoriety, popularity, and celebrity, the celebrity expert branding, and the get and the host using as a platform to build their network. Right, right. So interesting, isn't it? how often people can put on what looks like a money-making machine, but then you don't realize what actually is the machine that's making yeah. the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incredible. You, you yes. want to out, you want to out an example of one of those or no? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I don't, but I'm just, you know, suffice it to say it's, um, it's actually candidly most of them. I mean, uh, we do have wow. one client who is actually focused on that for one of the reasons I just described. I can't say anything sure. about it yeah, because they're okay. NDA. I can't say anything about it because their NDA is involved with it at this point. Oh, yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, but let's just say in that case, then, you know, looking at your listeners and downloads does matter to the extent you want to show reach. But then again, right. what is, a, what is a listen? That means somebody click play. Now you have to get into what percentage did they listen to? Uh, mm-hmm. Of the percentage you listened mm-hmm. to, what part was it? What message did they receive? Did they go on to subscribe via the network? Did they go on to listen to more shows? Mm-hmm. And as far as downloads, all that means is I might have accidentally clicked a little link underneath the player and it put a file on my machine. Right. It doesn't mean I went and listened to it. It doesn't mean I uh, didn't lose it because I didn't know what folder it downloaded to. It doesn't mean I didn't even realize I downloaded it. You know, every so often you clean out yeah, your machines totally. and uh, right. you're just amazed by all the stuff you've downloaded. It's like, I don't remember that. Right, right. Yeah. I'm so glad that you shared this way because there are many times that I'll I'll put it simply that the data from podcasting is like the wild, wild west. Oh, it is. And <laughs> until, until, you know, it matures a bit more, you know, we don't have a good handle, right? We, I can look at my own numbers and then I can look at Raphonic and they're, they, they vary wildly it depends on, yeah. you know, this or that. And ironically with Raphonic, I recently, uh, uh, left the left the membership and they actually ask you and in the list of questions that they ask you you know was it too expensive was it you know did you find somebody else to work with whatever one of the last ones it asks is um the data was wrong and i just thought that that's so wild that just proves that it just hasn't matured yet us being able to figure out what really really matters in the data here uh, we haven't put our finger on it yet because sometimes it's exactly that it's those one-off relationships that you make before you know uh, turns to your biggest network yeah, well, we well, well, uh, data collection online, in my view, is basically a 30-year-old who hasn't moved out of his parents' basement yet. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I can go back, 
you know, over the whole 20 years I've been in entrepreneurship. Um, yeah. And then back when the things like running Google ads and social media ads were very nascent, N-A-S-T-E-N-T, yes. as in yeah. just born. And, yeah. um, and uh, you know, working with people who do the social media ads, do the Google ads and everything else. So that's not something that I do. I, in fact, uh, In fact, the whole concept bores me. So I've always told my clients to find somebody else for that piece and I'll yeah. provide them whatever they need. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and some of my clients have uh, worked with some really dynamite ad managers who've gotten them some great results. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, whether it's the great ad managers, the middling ad managers, or the ones who are, you know, just really don't know what they're doing candidly, there's one yes. thing they have in common. Uh, their very first request to me will be to send me a uh, would be to send me a text document that has five different tracking softwares in it and ask it to be added to that section in the website yep. where you say, yep. here, put all your tracking softwares here. And yep. uh, and uh, it only took that to happen twice for me to catch on. I said, this is because all five of them are telling you different things and you got to come up with averages to tell our client. Am I right about this? Right. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. have five different softwares. They're looking at the same website, which is attracting the same visitors, and they all give you different data. Yeah, I mean, I guess, um, I guess it depends on what software they were using. I mean, there's there's plenty of things that if we drill in with Google Analytics to UTM codes, we, it's crystal clear on, on what's happening on that site. Um, so so some are some are more clear, some are less. That's for sure. But it just seems to me that the podcast data that's the one that man we just uh, we haven't really learned enough about it yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that that's what I also try to explain to folks is like, you know, as part of our package, you know, we, um, you know, we'll set them up with their Blueberry account so they can see the free version. If they want to pay the, you know, the cup of coffee a month to get the, the paid version, they can get all the expansion data and things like that. Uh, but I can tell you that most of them just want to know the, like the, the final number, but if they want to get into diagnostics on individual episode performance, referral sources and things like that, it's all there. But then mm-hmm. even when you have it, you have to interpret what that really means. Right. And if, right, and if, and if, you're, and if you're using this data to attract advertisers and sponsors, uh, there's still languaging around that. Uh, there's a there's another uh, friend of mine. Uh, I'm not going to out him, but mm-hmm. uh, I do tell his story in some of my training materials that uh, he's in a, a niche that's very narrow and very deep. And the typical avatar within that within that niche is a millionaire. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're already talking automatic high ticket. And he was mm-hmm. approached and, and and he's somebody who does um, coaching and mentoring for people in this particular industry. So mm-hmm. and he has a podcast that he does monologues like five times a week. And he was approached by somebody who said who said that they wanted to give him um, a very comfortable five digit number. And they wanted him to just say for a year. The, that his podcast was sponsored by them and to mm-hmm. include their commercial in every one of his episodes. Okay. Now, uh, neither side ended up pulling the trigger and they both had their reasons. Mm-hmm. His reason was is somehow he got convinced that was a distraction. What? Five digits to change the <laughs> logo? You got to be freaking kidding me. Um, and, uh, and, on, and on the part of the sponsor, they looked at it again. They said, you know, your podcast is on your business website and we don't really see why oh, yeah. we don't really want to put our banners on a website that advertises your business. And candidly, I don't think you want to put our banners on your website either. So uh, on second thought, this isn't going to work, which is why I know uh, yeah, I, I like I know your podcast has its own website. You did that exactly right. Thank you. Good. OK, good. Check. check. Yeah. 
We, we get a yeah, you got that. Him. That means a lot. You, Thanks. That, <laughs> that, 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 is a, that, that is a battle I fight to the extent that sometimes I get people come back to me later and say, well, yeah, I put my little podcast on iTunes. That's not doing anything. Uh-huh. I say, and I'll say, for the 50th time, it's called Apple Podcasts. iTunes mm-hmm. is the software. Apple Podcasts <laughs> is the service. Second, second, I told you that. And third, well, now what we need mm-hmm. to do is blend the syndication you've already set up into the web portal you deserve. So there's actually a subset of Launch Your Podcast Fast that serves that particular niche. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Man, you are the authority on these things. I love yeah, it. So, yeah, so as yeah. far as, yeah, so as far as Smart Cookie, I want to end with you. So as people are wrapping this up, they're hearing about you. Um, you know, what would be some of the reasons that somebody should really go to your uh, webpage right now? And I also know you have a special invitation for them that I'm going to share on your behalf in just a moment. But uh, who should they see in the mirror and be able to look at that person in the mirror and say, you? should become a smart cookie. Mm. Well, likely if they're an entrepreneur, they probably already are a smart cookie and an overachiever, possibly type A that that is really, really driven. So they already are a smart cookie. Uh, we would just be welcoming, welcoming them to, um, to work with us. Uh, I only work with entrepreneurs on my team. That's who I hire because we, mm-hmm. we just all tend to think differently. We strategize differently. Some people yeah. think I'm crazy for that, but other entrepreneurs get it. That um, that that if we can serve and support each other, uh, we we all get a whole lot of places faster. So so that's one of the things. If you're somebody who believes in what you're doing and what you're up to, needs a team behind you that is focused on the data, so that you can make sure that you understand. Because I always say data tells a story. What is yours telling you? And it's not telling you anything if it's just stuck inside Facebook and it's stuck inside Stripe and and maybe Thrivecard or Kartra, wherever it is. But if yeah. you can start to pull it out. And, you know, we're, we don't take the place of any of the vendors. They want to work with, you know, ad strategists, if they want to work with, or if they already are, you know, I say, Hey, keep all those people in place, let them continue to do what they're doing. Let us just give you the tools for them to either sit in on the call and and them have some ah ahas, or, you know, really look at a dashboard that can take you to the next level that you keep feeling like you're made for it. You're destined to get there. It's just a matter of time, right? Money loves speed. And so we want to be able to give people in, in just a few blinks, you know, take some time to build out the dashboard, tweak it just right, but give them the the story that their data is telling them so they can get to their next level. If that yeah. is, if that's one of your listeners um, that's somewhere, you know, hovering around half mil, usually million, million dollar mark is where um, we really find these, these friction points that we'd love yep. to have a game plan call with them. Oh, absolutely. And even marketing agencies, I was going to say, even marketing agencies that are out there that would like to provide this service, but you, you said it, you're like, this would bore me to tears. <laughs> you said that you'd just be bored and somebody's refer that out, you know, really just as an add-on service, you know, we can come uh-huh. alongside as a white label. We've worked with a lot of different mar- marketers that uh, are just like, we don't want to do that, but we want to do all the creative. We don't want to do that, but we want to do the yeah. brand launch. You know, how can you just, how can we just come beside you? Yeah. Uh, there's been some coach conversations too, that we want to come alongside, but by and large, if you are that client or you're an agency that would like to give this type of detail support to your team or to the business itself, uh, we're, we're here to back you up. Oh, fantastic. That that's great. Now, um, I really appreciate your time with us today and we could probably go another three hours on this. I mean, uh, I mean, just, just batting back and forth. And it's a, it's a shame that uh, you're not in Las Vegas because we would have to, we would have to sit down and probably like uh, 
record a conversation and create a product out of it. We would make millions. <laughs> we would. I look forward to it yeah. one day. I'll head that way yeah. one time. <laughs> Exa exactly. But here's the invitation. Um, you have a profit workshop. So I'm going to tell people about it. It's basically the Push Button Profits Workshop. It's free. It gives you a peek behind how all the smart cookie media stuff works and helps you to see when you look in the mirror that you are indeed that person. So to find it, simply go to smartcookiemedia.co. That's smartcookiemedia.co, not com, co, forward slash profit hyphen workshop, profit hyphen workshop, smartcookiemedia.co forward slash profit hyphen workshop. You can go, it's a real simple page. You just enter your uh, you just enter your information and where it asks, where did you hear about this resource? Say, I listened to you on the Business Creators Radio, and despite the fact that Adam is a goof, I decided to listen anyway. <laughs> this is a blast, Adam. Thank you so much. And, and, and see, when you put it that way, I'll know it's authentic. It's like I'm dropping the little cookies in so that we can track. Like an Easter egg. <laughs> I exactly easter eggs yes <laughs> so uh so nicole schmid thank you so much for being with us today it's been an honor and believe me in education thank you adam take care we trust you enjoyed today's episode of the business creators radio show check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com while you're there be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you until next time have a great day Take care.